Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We do have one line open. And we will do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. So let's get right to your calls. You're nice enough to join us on this lovely Saturday morning. Let's go to Jeff in Rocky Hill. Hey, Jeff. How are you doing? Doing fine. How are you? Pretty good. I have a question about, you were talking about laser and uh, internet printers last week? We might have been. It was a recorded program, so I don't know exactly what I was saying. Well, I'm wondering about the cost effective of uh, laser as opposed to internet copiers. Generally, laser is going to be less expensive per page, generally. If you buy black and white, you'll save money. If you buy color, maybe not. Yeah, but even <laughs> color is saving. Uh, but it's better uh, quality. That's true. Which one is better quality? Laser. Laser? laser? Mm-hmm. Okay, I just want to, like I said, I just want to buy a regular copier. Mm-hmm. And I kind of missed the last part of your conversation last week. Yeah, inkjet would be crazy in a copier as far as I'm concerned, if you're going to do a lot of copies. Okay, so I'll go with laser. Mm-hmm. Thank you. No, you're welcome, Jeff. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, that was quick. Well, somebody might like to take a lot of trips to the Staples and <laughs> buy ink. <laughs> Fill your ink ink wells. Let's go to um, Mike in Windsor Locks next. Hey, Mike, what's up? Hey, guys. Love your show. Thanks. Listen to it as often as we can. Great. I have a, actually a couple of questions. Mm-hmm. The first one is is regarding my internet service. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have internet through AT&T. Okay. And I get like 12 meg coming into my house that's my speed yep and i I try to run you know from watching netflix or if my daughter or my wife want to run a movie Mm -hmm. it seems to knock the netflix out yeah 12 megs is a little Um, thin so it is is that that's the issue yeah it is probably what are you paying for is is your 12 megs what you're paying for 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think he but should I have... But I can't get any more. They keep telling me that they're going to do something about it, but they, they can't give me more. Okay. Well, I think I the, they're running some sort of version of DSL. And what I would do before I um, made any judgments about it is run a speed test. Because okay. at 12 megs, I would contend that it really shouldn't be uh, buffering. It mm. should be enough. You think so? Yeah, I okay. think so. I think 12 megs is enough. Right. But Maybe just barely enough. Right. Well, to, but to the point is... Two, two movies at the same time or to stream two different computers at the mm, same time? No, if enough. you're doing two at the same time, that I don't think trouble. you're going to have enough. Yeah, that's not enough. And make yeah, sure they're not high def. Even sometimes when we are, we're watching a, a Netflix show and we'll, we'll, the one show will end, we'll want to watch another one... Mm -hmm. it, it does the same thing. It just cuts out right during the, you know, in the middle of the show. Yeah, it's a, that's, a, I think, a bandwidth issue. But like Bob said, do a speed test. See if you're even getting yeah. 12 minutes. Because I've found many times that people are not getting what they're paying for. Right. Okay. That and would then, be the... Uh, and is, there, is there any broadband near you, like Comcast or Cox or some other cable? Yeah, we, Cox is, a, is who would service our area. Okay. So we'd have to check out with them after if it doesn't... Correct. Now, when you go to them, if you do go to them, which you probably will because 12 megabits is not enough as far as I'm concerned, I think you need a good 50 to 60 megabits for an average family of five, especially if they're boys. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I use for my rule of thumb. So when you, when you go to Cox and they say, oh, we'll get you 100, 200 megs. No, you say, I want the cheapest rate for 50 megabits. And for you, you're gonna be, it's going to be like night and day for you. That's what you yeah. want, and you want to watch out for those data caps because that's where okay. you're going to get really hit is if people go over the terabyte cap that's going to be on your service where they start charging you 10 bucks a gig oh. after a terabyte. Oh, okay. But you're going to be that. fine, I think, with just the three. How do, we do a, how do I do a speed test? You gotta, we, I like to type in uh, Xfinity speed test. You're going to do a Comcast speed test on your AT&T just, just DSL. Google, Google speed test. You could do that too. Oh, okay, just Google speed test. Yeah, there's many ways to do a speed test. Click, hit the button, okay. and it'll tell you how fast you're going. If you're paying for 12 and you're getting less, then the first thing you do is complain to them and make sure you're getting at least 12. And then maybe oh. Bob's right. Maybe you can get away with 12. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> and then uh, one other thing. My student got a Chromebook from the school this year, and we want to install DN uh, open DNS. Yeah, and yeah. Is that something we have to put on the computer, or does it go on our... I mean, we have to put it on each of our computers in our home? Not if you this. configure it for your firewall. If you have your own firewall in there. So if you have the modem from your AT&T folks and then you bought your own firewall, if you buy your own firewall, you can do it there. Oh, okay. Otherwise, we have to do it on the computer itself. Correct. And it's going to be hard to do on the Chromebook. I'm not sure it's going to be... Well, no, you should be able to configure DNS on the Chromebook. You should be able okay. to configure the DNS settings. I wouldn't know off the top of my head how to do it, uh, but I'm pretty sure you can. Yeah, well, we can probably figure that part. If not, I'll call you back next week. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're here for, Mike. Yeah, we appreciate you guys. Thanks a lot. Our pleasure. All right, bye-bye. So, yeah, Bob thinks 12. I'm thinking 50 megabits is all you need. And, again, no data caps. And speaking of the Internet, Bob is talking about 5G coming. We're all excited for 5G. Verizon's talking about their service being 300 megabit speeds, typical speeds, 300 megabits, massively more than any of us need, which is great, up to a gigabit in speed. Again, massively more than anybody needs. But the key here is no data caps, right? So if you're going to pay about 50 to 70 bucks a month with no data caps, all of a sudden you're going to see some competition in broadband, right? And you'll be able to cut the cable instantly. You won't need cable TV anymore. 
and uh, it comes down to data caps. If they charge you for the data, then you're going to find yourself upset. But the more competitors we have in there, they're all going to fight for our services or fight for us as customers so that we can actually then compete. If net neutrality came in, they wouldn't have any reason to fight for us. They'd all have to be equally miserable, equally neutral, equally equal. Let's go on to uh, Mark in Hartford next. Hey, Mark, what's up? Actually, it's Northford, sorry. It's Northford? Northford, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Northford, Connecticut or Northford something else? Yeah, Northford, Connecticut. It's part of North Brantford, actually. Okay, sure. What's up? Uh, yeah, good show. Um, Thank you. I have a couple of older HP laptops. They work fine, but they're, they're sluggish. You know, you know, when you click on it, you get a little buffering before you open Windows, whatever. Mm-hmm. So every, every so often they get, they get a little slower than normal, and I, I go in and clean them up. Yep. Clean up, clean out all the cookies and temp files and all that crap, and yep. they get better. But I noticed uh, I'm using, uh, you know, like Chrome for my browser mm-hmm. or uh, Firefox, but I haven't been happy with those. So I I got a, I, a little research and I found a try, to try. I wanted to get off, uh, reduce my presence, reduce mm-hmm. my footprint. Mm-hmm. So I decided to try this Epic. Uh, privacy browser. Okay. And it seems like uh, things are, you know, not slowing down as much. I mean, they're not speeding up much. You know, they're still <laughs> very older computers, but... Yeah. And I don't know, what's your opinion on Epic? Have you heard of it? I have not. I'm looking it up right now, um, just to it's see. Much, it's like one of the VPN, uh, Epic privacy, uh, privacy browsers, I guess. It uses a VPN, I think. Okay. And, uh, and I... I think it's really working better for me. Plus, uh, it supposedly keeps you quite private. It keeps you your your footprint very uh, mm. small and private. Epic, Epic is a privacy-centric web browser. It was developed by Hidden Reflex, a software product company founded by Alok Bahadwaj, based in <laughs> Washington, D.C. and Bangalore, India. Hmm. From Chromium source code, hmm. Epic is uh, all is always in private browsing mode. Exiting the browser causes all browsing data to be deleted, even during browsing. As little as possible is stored. Epic removed all Google tracking and blocks and other companies tracking users. Hmm. So it's it a might be a good browser. thing. Yeah. And it's working. I mean, I can I can go and search anything, and, and I I've also been trying to use. I don't use Google as a search engine. I use Bing sometimes or Start Page, which is part of Google, but mm-hmm. it's supposed to be also Start Page is supposed to be more private. But I, it's it's from Google, so I don't trust them. I don't trust Google anymore. So I know I know I still have to use them sometimes. They pop up on their own, no matter where I go. Google is popping up somehow, somewhere. Yeah, especially on the phone. Well, um, yeah, because actually, um, you know, Mastercard and the credit card companies are actually reporting back to Google and cutting them yeah. a piece of the action after you buy something that you saw on the internet. Yeah, you can't uh, avoid them 100%. But. No. But it, hey, you know what? Uh, I will put a link here from Computer World. They did a review on the Epic browser. Oh, yeah? Yep. We'll put a link up there for you and uh, take a look at it. Never used it myself. Um, but uh, yeah, if you want to have a little more privacy and don't let the Googleplex necessarily know where you're going, that's fine. I take all this stuff with a grain of salt because uh, really, who can you trust? I know. I know. I, that's that's why I was asking about it. What you know, if you had any opinion, but I'll, I'll uh, look at that link. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, as far as privacy on the internet, I just realize there isn't any. 
Yeah. There isn't any period. You have an IP address right to your home. And uh, you surf anything, I can guarantee you, you surf anything anywhere, your your IP address says it's Mark from uh, North North Branford doing it. Yes. So period. And I would contend there's not a whole lot you can do about it. Even the VPN technology, the funny thing, a lot of those VPNs actually use local DNS to yeah. get you the, the website. So you, you're, you're, VP, you're going ahead and trying to be secure, but your DNS records are showing that you're going these places. So yeah, you're not secure. Betrayed by DNS. <laughs> yep, betrayed by your DNS because they're just the dinglings use the local DNS rather than the... the, the even if I have it set for open? Correct. Yeah, I mean, the DNS is still DNS, right? So they know where yeah. you're going. Yeah, okay. Um, and then on the other end, the VPN, let's say they don't know where you're going. Your VPN is going to look at it as a tunnel so you're going to land on this other page right outside yeah. on somebody's system they know you're going so yeah. if somebody wants to find out where mark from branford's going they're going to go and say well we're going to go ahead and subpoena the vpn on the other end yeah yeah so the only way to be off and be secure is really to just be um in a van in the woods <laughs> That's well, Dan, down by the river. Down by the river. I was going to go there, but I wasn't sure if you get the reference. I, I got the reference. I right. it all the time. Do you? Okay. Then you're completely anonymous. <laughs> the only way to make your computer safe is to never take it out of the box. Exactly. <laughs> never, never turn it on. Never turn it on. Yep. Keep your finger off the button. Yep. So. All right, Mark. But we'll put it up here. You let people know, and uh, maybe they're interested. And maybe it'll help for folks. Who knows? Yeah, it seems to help me with, uh, you know, it, it's, they're not so sluggish when I when I keep using that. I don't do a lot of computer browsing, but, okay. you know, I do enough. It sounds good. Thanks. Hey, thanks, Mark. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, we're going to step out for a quick break, get back to more of your calls. we got three lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. Now let's get started by letting me give you a little bit of a scenario of what my life is all about. First off, I am 35 years old, I am divorced, and I live in a van down by the river. There we go. There we go. That's the way to be perfectly private, according to Chris Farley. <laughs> you want privacy? That's where you want to live. All right, let's go on. Or you can live, uh, The Onion always has a story about being private. We can always play that. That's pretty funny. Or you're well, living in a the, box. Or the Google the Google privacy island or yeah, whatever it is. The Google privacy box where they cover you in complete privacy. Let's go to your calls, though. We're going to go to uh, Rich in Oxford next. Rich, what's going on? Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Uh, two questions for you. Mm -hmm. uh, first, um, a little while back, all of a sudden I uh, got a new drive showing up on my PC mm -hmm. and um, running Windows 10. Okay. And uh, apparently it tried to remove the drive letter, um, and it ultimately returns. And if you look to see what kind of uh, space it was occupying, um, it claims that it has just about uh, 500 meg of utilization, but yet opening up that drive, it's empty. Yeah. Um, I can't seem to get rid of it, and I don't see anything on the web that seems to indicate what's going on with that. So that's the first question. Okay, so that's a, another error with Microsoft. When they do updates often, they do they use this little temporary drive, which they're supposed to then hide again, and they didn't rehide okay. it on you. So you're going to get warnings, too, talking about yeah, that the drive, yeah, the drive is near full, right? Right, correct. Very annoying. So the boys and girls at Microsoft didn't clean up after themselves. So we've put links on our site, and we'll find it again, as to where you have to rehide 
that drive so that your system doesn't see it again because Microsoft. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, they, they should have done it for you. Yeah, and, and as far as it being empty goes, it's not empty. It's. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, it's your got your system recovery data in it, and yeah. uh, it, uh, the files are just hidden. Yeah, okay. so we'll put a link up there okay. for you on that issue. It's, a, it's we get it. we get that call every couple of months. Great. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate that. Yep. Second question, mm -hmm. um, maybe a little bit more interesting. Mm -hmm. um, I, I run, uh, I use Outlook uh, mm -hmm. primarily uh, for my uh, email system. All right. And I'd like to see if I could make sure uh, that I have no email tracking going on. In other words, from third parties or anyone else out there. Well, I what, understand that there's an embedded pixel image sometimes and so forth, but yeah. that's not all I know. Is there an app, uh, you know, well, some issue I can put Where's your mailbox, Rich? Uh, help me out what you mean by that question. Who, host, by the road, I'm sure. who hosts your mail? Is it, host, is it hosted oh, yeah. by Yahoo? Uh, is it hosted by your internet provider? Who hosts your mail? Um, well, I actually, on my Outlook, I have three different mail systems. I have one through Gmail on, on Outlook, and then yeah. I have one through Yahoo, and then I have another one through uh, <clears throat> another uh, third party for okay. my business. So hang on one sec, Rich. We're going to go to a hard break for the news, and then we'll get back yeah. to answer your question, okay? Thank you. You got it. We're going to answer Rich's question. We'll be right back. This is Computer Talk. And we're back. We're going to be uh, here until about 11 o'clock. This is Computer Talk with Tab. And uh, we were on with Rich out there in Oxford, and he's talking about his mail. You there, Rich? Yes, sir. All right. So you're worried about being tracked on your mail, and you have two cloud-based accounts. One's Gmail and one's Yahoo. Correct. I can guarantee you they're reading your mail. So track or yeah. no track. Or no track the reason they're free is because you're the commodity. They want to know what Rich is interested in. They say they're not going to, but we've right. already heard back and forth that they've done it in the past and probably will still continue to do it as far as I'm concerned. Can't trust them as far as you can throw them. Right, exactly. And they live all in bands. Say that again? And they all live in bands. They down live in the bands down by the river. I don't know about those guys. <laughs> uh, they live in Maseratis down by the river. Yeah, yeah maybe so. Um, and then you – yeah, you said you had one other mailbox that you have that's a company mailbox? Correct. All right. Now, are you the owner of the company? I am. Okay. So if you have like an exchange server or something like that, then you would be able to control the privacy of your, your mail because the mail mm -hmm. is your own unless you're using mm -hmm. a third party to host it. So if a third party is hosting that mail, technically they have access to it as well. Right. Yeah, agreed. And then third party would be hosting it. I don't host it specifically myself, but I own the company. Okay. You own the company that hosts the mail? No, I'm just kidding. You don't. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, so that third party technically has access to your mail um, because they can set up a, an, a new account for you as an administrator, and anybody with administrator credentials can read all the mail. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So tracking you with pixels and marketing and all that fun stuff is do is done by marketing companies, and adding pixels to mail is very easy to do for for tracking as far as your interest in a product or what have you. But your biggest problems are basically where your mail is sitting. Right. Uh, well, what I want to do is see that uh, at least make an attempt that these marketing companies are not tracking me if I can. I don't think you can, unless you deem them spam. If you host okay. your own, you can encrypt your mail. It goes back mm -hmm. and forth, and that will protect you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. And yeah. I can, I can do that through my third-party uh, hosting uh, company. Correct. Most likely, you can add encryption. Mm-hmm. De depending okay. on their services. If they're not sophisticated enough to add encryption, then you'd have to come call a company like us to help right. you do okay. it. 
Um, there's also a company out there called Proton Mail, which I've heard Clark Howard talk about it. I've talked about it before. It's free. It's a free mail that's encrypted. And it was developed by CERN and MIT scientists. And it's open source and protected by Swiss privacy laws. You know how the Swiss dealt with the banks. So. Right. Now, that's <laughs> Can I run it through Outlook? Yeah, Outlook doesn't care what mailbox you use. That's why when you said Outlook, it didn't really matter to me. It really matters where your mail is hosted, right? Because that's where people are reading it, and that's where whether or not it's backed up or not, and you know, is where you're hosting it. Because that's well, is it not that when if I have a link within one of my emails, if I click on that link, does that not send a record back to whoever the sender was, that marketing company or something? Yeah. Yeah, because in fact I clicked on it. You're acting on it. Yeah, you're acting on something within the message that says, "Hey, you know, Rich right. is interested." If you don't click on the link, you haven't said anything. Agreed. Now, can I prevent mm. that click from going back to the marketing company? Generally, no. Um, if you're if you're acting on the link, the the point of it, like when I send a proposal to any of my customers, it's a link based proposal, right? So I know mm -hmm. when they've read it or not, which is good for me and the customer. They wanted the proposal, so I get to know when they read it. So that I can be like, oh, okay, so if they've opened the proposal they asked for, and that's great. And that's the point of the technology. Um, sure. You know, if, if they didn't open that's the proposal. That's and, also their solicited mail, however. Now, how about the spam mail that we get that has links in it that maybe I might be interested in, maybe not. But the, the point is, is that I, I, basically if I, it sounds like there's just no way I can go about doing it. Not really, unless you have, again, a sophisticated tool like we offer to our business clients where you can block okay. spam and block links within that those messages from being seen. If they're legitimate, though, meaning from a legitimate company, they will be allowed to be presented to you. If they're illegitimate, right. our our system will block it, so you won't have to be um, hit with anything. So, and there's that Proton Mail you mentioned also. Yeah, right? check take a look at Proton Mail if you want to have uh, free encrypted mail. That might be a way to give you more security. Okay, very good. Thank you, gentlemen. All right, Rich. Thank I'll you. Find All right, you too. All right, bye bye. Uh, but yeah, it's where your mail is hosted that you got to pay attention to. That's really the key. Uh, we're going to go to Charles in Hartford next. Hey, Charles, what's up? Good morning. How are you? Good, good. How are you, sir? Not too bad. Uh, I have a slight problem. Uh, my computer was working well up until this morning. I got up to go on the Internet, mm -hmm. and it comes up with the uh, message that Ethernet doesn't have a valid IP configurations. Your Internet doesn't have a valid IP? Yeah, I don't think it's hooked up through internet though. Inter, internet. Oh, Ethernet. Ethernet. Yeah. yeah. Ethernet. Okay, so you're not getting an IP address from your, from your uh, router. Do you have a router over there, Charles? Yes. I'd reboot it. Okay. And then you know, first shut your computer down. Go ahead and go to start. Shut down. Shut it down. And then reboot your router. And it's gonna re it'll redo its DNS configurations and its DHCP configurations. Okay, and then the button on on the router that you well you would power it off. There should be a power button on your router where you can power it off, or you can remove power from it by unplugging it. That's a way to power cycle it, as it were. Yeah, not all routers have a power button. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. You power cycle it, turn it off, count to ten, turn it back on. It's gonna reestablish a connection to the internet and all that. And then turn your computer on, and let's see if you get a connection. If you don't, you have another problem. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Charles. And look for other lights on your, on your router to see if you have any red lights or, or showing up. Yeah, you want a nice clean, nice green link is what you want, not red. Right. All right, Charles? Okay. Uh, I think I uh, looked at it. Uh, they're all uh, white lights, solid white lights. 
Okay. Uh, it's probably okay, but I'd still reboot it. Yeah, reboot okay. your router, turn off your machine, rebring it back up in the, in the order I told you, and let's see what happens. Okay, thank you very much. You're welcome, Charles. All right. All right, bye-bye. All right, that should get him back online. Let's go to Al and Avon. What's going on, Al? Hi, I, I just got a couple quick, hopefully easy questions. Uh-oh. Uh, when you opened the show, you talked about apps running on your cell phone. Yes, using up all your data. Yeah, and I had lunch with a guy. I'm retired. Guy's retired. Mm-hmm. I've got a new S9. Okay. He's got a new phone. and He hooked up with a Google News, I guess, and yep. ran his bill way up. Yep, that's so, the actual article I brought up. <laughs> yeah. So my question is, I think Bob mentioned quickly, and I didn't catch it, uh, is there a feature or a utility in this S9 that I have to tell me what's running in the background? Most of the them have I, it. The reason I say that is I asked them when I picked it up, uh, is there an instruction manual? And they said, yeah, go go to uh, YouTube and look around and figure it out. So <laughs> that was the answer I got. Yeah, so you want to look at data usage of your um – system and you're going to look at your apps um as well is there anything like on my desktop where i've got i can go to task manager and just zip through and see what processes are running and things of that nature is there anything like that on your samsung well yeah i mean again you're going to go to what's if you're running a a chrome um, a uh, android operating system which is what you are running there should be a settings button okay and then you're going to want to go to, you know, network and internet, um, and then you're going to usually see app data usage. <clears throat> and then if you click on app data usage, you're going to see all these different apps. And if you click on each one, you'll see who's what they're using. Like in the case of Waze, I use Waze all the time, every day. And yep. so far, my Waze has only used 81 megabytes. That's very little data. Um, I, I like Waze, so I'm going to leave it running. Um, but but the, go ahead. You mentioned Waze. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a new Honda, and I got a free update for all the maps in it with the GPS. Mm-hmm. So I went to the dealer, and you know what they said? What? They said, you know, I use Waze. It's better to go there and it load is. that and use it. Don't bother with the, uh, I agree. the two-hour. I completely agree with they, what they said. You should turn on your Android Auto, which uh-huh. should be part of your Honda if it's a new one. And you would then run Waze on Android Auto, and you'll be one happy camper, I promise you. Oh, okay. I'll have to check into that. Yeah, but all your cell, all cell phones have most likely have, depending on if they're in collusion with the cell providers, yeah. um, a data saver option. So turn on your data saver, which means that will, by default, reduce a lot of background activity. And then go into your settings for your uh, mobile data and actually make sure you turn off background data on apps that you don't need an update in the background while you're driving on the highway, which is, I'll tell you, 99.9% of the apps that are out there, you don't need you know, your, your tip calculator to be updating in the background. Right, right, <laughs> right. I don't need any of that, period, Right. quite honestly. Yeah, so you yeah. go under your apps and configurations and you look at your, um, your mobile network data and your data usage. You usually have a data usage tab. And so far, I've got, I'm halfway through the month and I've only used 269 megabytes of data. Wow. I mean, to me, date and time is an overkill. So, <laughs> well, that's because you you're retired. Every day is a you know right, exactly. Saturday. To Why you. bother me? Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, don't rub it in, Al. We still get, uh, we're still pulling the wagon. 
got it. So yeah, that's what you got to do, Al. You need to turn off your data, turn on your data saver, and then go to every app you have, and turn off the background data if you don't care it's updating. Although ways and things that you're going to want to use, don't turn that off because it's a good technology. And you and when you activate an app, yeah. it will then use data, right? If you're in a, if you're in a mobile area, it's going to use the data when you activate it. You know, okay. you, rather than using it when you're not wanting it to, like I say, jiggle the handle on your data. I got you. So this. This phone I got is still in the box. I mean, I got it like a few days ago. Yeah. Uh, so by default, there's no apps loaded on it that are going to consume. Oh, well, yes, there are. Oh, there is. So, okay. I'll they all have deals it. with all sorts of app providers to give you junk that you may or may not Just want. Just like preloaded mm-hmm. junk on a desktop. Mm-hmm. Okay. Same thing. All right. Well, I'll have to go through it then. All right, Al. All right. Thank you. You're welcome, sir. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We're going to step out for a quick break. Tony, hang on. This is Computer Talk. We're here until 11 o'clock. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're going to be here until 11 o'clock. And we thank you guys for joining us on this rainy Saturday morning. And uh, we'll get right to your calls. Uh, feel free. we got a couple lines open here before the top of the hour, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. And then coming up at 11 o'clock, I think Dr. Alessi's in with Healthy Rounds, giving you a second opinion on your health advice. So stick around for that. Let's go to Tony in East Windsor next. Hey, Tony, what's up? I have a question for you on email. Yes, sir. Uh, I bought a uh, dragon speaking uh thing from Amazon, okay. and it won't work in uh, my email, which is ATT and uh, Yahoo. How difficult is it to change to a different email application? Well, it's probably not working in your browser. You're, so you're, you're using browser-based email, right, Tony? You're bringing up yeah. a, a browser, and then you're trying to dictate the email? Yes. It's probably not going to work so well there. You're going to have to use Outlook, most likely, okay. for Dragon to work. Dragon's a very sophisticated dictation system so i don't think it's going to connect properly to your browser so you're, I, I mean i could be wrong but I, I think that's the issue and uh if you look at the box it might talk about compatibility of browsers with Dra- dragon are you looking that up bob right now no yeah i got I, some I instructions all i got was a disc oh you only got a disc <laughs> yeah uh we're looking it up here a little bit to see if dragon supports browser-based dictation but i don't think it will it's saying that it does does it how old's your computer then tony a couple of years. Maybe you need to update the browser or you have to use a specific browser. Like it might work well with Internet Explorer. I think it has to be set up. Oh, Bob's already on it. We're getting close. It says uh, log into your webmail application, compose a new me- email, do one of the following. Click, uh, say, click compose or click new, depending on the button name. And a new email appears and then it tells you to dictate the message. So it okay. does work, Tony. So it's more of a training thing for you. And it can be difficult. Find out. Right, thank you very much. You're welcome, Tony. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, dictation systems do require training. They require dealing with your own voice, too. So it says training. it works with most webmail applications oh, good. like Gmail, Yahoo, and Outlook.com. I stand corrected. That's good. A couple news articles here before we wait for your calls. Um, I saw this this morning, and I'm not really surprised, and some of you probably aren't either, but uh, more solar panels mean more waste, and there's no easy solution. So it's going to be a major problem by the year 2050. So uh, this article talks about the fact uh, that in November of 2016, the Environment 
Ministry of Japan were warned that the country will produce 800,000 tons of solar waste by 2040, and it can't yet handle those volumes. Uh, that same year, the International Renewable Energy Agency estimated that there were already 250,000 metric tons of solar panel waste worldwide, and this number will grow to 78 million 78 million metric tons by 2050. That's a lot of garbage produced by solar. Now, I know you, you have the Green Beret on, the, on your house there, and you feel better about it, but they haven't figured out how to get rid of it. What's solar waste? <laughs> exactly. Um, and the bigger biggest problem is that usually panels are warranted for between 25 and 30 years, and some can last even longer. But as the solar industry has grown, the market has been flooded with what? Cheaply made Chinese garbage that can break down in as few as five years, according to Solar Power World. Um, so I'll put a link up here for you. Uh, a lot of these uh, panels also have dangerous, sometimes cancer-causing materials. Uh, anything coming out of China seems to have this, lead, chromium, cadmium. And uh, so we're going to put a link up here for you to read this. But, you know, everyone's predicting all this stuff, but they don't seem to be able to predict where to put the garbage created by solar panels. That doesn't seem like a hard prediction to make that you're going to have to take care of these things. And what's going to end up happening so far is that they're going to stick them in landfills. That literally is the solution they have right now, um, is to stick them in landfills. I thought that was the whole reason we were get going to solar in the first place was to get rid of the landfills. I know. I love the irony of this type of story, as you can probably imagine if you listen to me for a while. But I'll put the link up here for you, and you can read it. And I'm, you know, it's, it doesn't surprise me. Um, but I mean, all these predictors of 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 uh, you know being green, you need to predict the whole cycle, guys. You can't just do the one side and not predict the whole cycle. The process of manufacturing, the process of shipping, the process of installing. Oh, yes, the process of disposal. It is all factored in. And maybe when you do the whole math on the whole job, you find out you may not even be um, green as you thought you were. <laughs> you know, that's kind of an interesting concept. I'll put the link up here for you. I want to thank all you guys for joining us on this lovely Saturday morning. And uh, stick around. Dr. Alessi's up next. Thank you, Matt, for producing. Mike G has posted everything. Over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com. That also works. If you go to Facebook and you like Tab Computer Systems on Facebook, and if Mark Zuckerberg deems our news worthy, he might let it get into your news feed. And after you read all the Elon tweets and all the Trump tweets, if you want to read the Tab Computer Sys tweets, we're there as well at Tab Computer Sys on Twitter. See you next week. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 